around the world, locally, with family and friends. And to those viewing for the first time, the House of Destiny International Ministries presents Dr. Larry Manley with today's message designed to create a spiritually vibrant connection between our listeners and God. We hope you will enjoy this presentation and above all, we pray you will be blessed. Somebody say, whoa! If you want eternal life, you got to take it by faith. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. But Abraham, by faith, he sojourned. Meaning that when he went into this land, which was a strange land, and it is, he sojourned there. And we discovered that the land sojourn means that he investigated it. See, we got to investigate that place within us. And not only do we investigate it, but... The word sojourn means to be excited about and to be stricken in awe about because of the things that we find there. And that's why the enemy don't want us to find it. And that's why so many other things get in the way. And that's why God says that he's going to little by little remove these nations or these strongholds out of your life. So it says, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise. What is the land of promise? The land of promise is Canaan, and that land of promise means God's divine assurance of good for you. That's why the enemy don't want you to get there, because you know, he knows God has a divine assurance of good. You see, all the promises of God are yeah and amen, right? That means that's a divine assurance. It doesn't matter about what's happening in the world or around you. God says, I have a divine assurance for you. It's called the promised land. And it's inside of you. And most of us are trying to reach God through external things. But you will never reach God like that. Because the things that are external will pass away. But the things that are spiritual will last forever. So by sin, we flip the script. And, by, and through Jesus Christ, we've got to flip it back. Because Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within you. And in that kingdom is the land of Canaan. But in order to get there, we're going to have to face some things that the Bible says that are mightier and greater than us. Right? That's why when Joshua and when uh, Caleb, out of those 12 spies, they were the only one that said, we can take them. 
But everybody else, they said, the other ten leaders said, we look like grasshoppers. Even in our own eyes. How do you see yourself this morning? Do you see yourself as a grasshopper? Because if you see yourself as a grasshopper, you'll never be able to remove those strongholds in your life. You'll never be able to do it. But he said it was by faith Abraham sojourned. He was in a strange land. Dwelling in tabernacles this year, these tabernacles, with Isaac, which is joy and laughter. See, we need a little more joy and laughter in our life. Amen? Mm-hmm. He said he dwelt there in tabernacles, because the Bible explicitly says that we're the tabernacle of God. With joy and a Jacob, which is a renewed mind, as with him of the same promise. See, when you go and when we receive that promised land, then do you not know that joy, happiness, and a renewed mind goes in there with us. We don't see things like we used to. The Bible says, be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. And put on what? The new man. In holiness and righteousness, the one that's after God. That's what the word of God tells us to do. To put on, how do we put it on? By being renewed in the mind. Instead of being sad, he said, now, won't you just put on the garment of praise? Take off that sadness. Won't you just put on the oil of joy instead of the spirit of heaviness? Because I'm going to change ashes and I'm going to place beauty on you. That's what he said he came to do. So last week we talked about these things called the <laughs> Canaan, uh, the Gergesites. You know, that's uh, being addicted to the flesh. That's what they do. They make us addicted to the flesh because it means to dwell in the flesh. But today we're going to talk about three more of these things. We're going to talk about the Canaanites, the Amorites, and the Hittites. And we're going to start with the Canaanites. The word Canaanite means trafficking merchant. Y'all know what a merchant is? That's someone that exchanges goods for its own purpose. You know what I'm saying? And a trafficker, you know what that is. That means they move stuff. So these Canaanites, what they did was they were inside, they, they not were, they are inside of that land of promise. That's in us. See, the land of milk and honey flows within us. Amen? Can you get with that? And see, we got all this stuff in the way. I call them cut you vines. That's got the land covered up in us where we can't see it. That's why God said, let there be light. He wasn't talking about light from the sun because the sun had not even been created, but he was talking about himself. He replaced himself because the Bible said God is light. It ain't no darkness at all. So he replaced the darkness so that we could see what was in us. In order for us to see what was in us, 
he had to infuse himself into the darkness and remove it. Because we, we can't see. We're children of light. And until we turn the light on, we're not going to be able to see what God has for us. That's why there are so many of us living defeated. Been there. Know all about it. Been there. It's a task living for God. So these Canaanites, they're what we call trafficking merchants. Trafficking merchants. And what they do is they take the goodness that's in the land of Canaan. They take the goodness that's in the promised land within you. That divine assurance of good in your life. And what they do is they suck it up for themselves. You see, the enemy don't want nothing that's no good. The enemy want what's good in you for himself. And once he gets his hands on it, guess what happens? It's destroyed. And you're destroyed with it. But he feeds on good stuff. He don't feed on bad stuff. He feeds on good stuff. But it just comes out of him bad. Because what he feeds on makes him strong just like what you feed on with God makes you strong. So what he does is he takes. He's a thief. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what he came to do. So these Canaanites, what they do is, they're trafficking merchants, they suck it out, and they disperse it among their own spirits. And it causes a big problem for man. Am I making sense? So what sin did was sin brought in the appetite to feed and serve the flesh. You realize that? I'm going to say it again. Sin brought in what we call the appetite to feed and serve the flesh. How many of y'all like to feed and serve the flesh? Be honest. We all got situations, we all got problems, and you know what? That's all right with God. That's why he sent Jesus. And it ought to be all right with one another. It should be. But now what we do, we try to kill each other. So sin, what it does is, it teaches us to serve the flesh, you see. And that's what them Canaanites do. See, they pull it. They pull the good stuff out of us, see. Go to Mark 4.19. Show you what he does. See, while we're sitting here and while we're getting the word, watch what the enemy is doing. Watch him. The Bible says in Mark 4, 4, 4, 19, it says that the cares of the world. Right now, while we're sitting here, hearing the word of God, the cares of the world are still pulling. Uh-huh. The cares of the world. They're still pulling at us. Cares of the world. Now, 
Deceitfulness of what? Riches. The deceitfulness of riches. And the lust of what? Other things. Entering in. There are strategically set positions in that scripture. First, he gets us, these trafficking merchants gets us with the cares of the world. That weakens us, right? And then the cares of the world want you to get rich and have stuff, so the deceitfulness of riches, you see? You're being wounded some more. And now you really wounded now in the lust of all these other things coming in now, see? Did you see how it went from one thing to the other? That's how the enemy plays on us. It goes from one thing to another. Have your mind ever, have you ever just been trying to concentrate on God or trying to pray and that mind just go all kind of places? Places that ain't got no business going. And you be down there and you infatuated by it. You could be there 30, 40, a minute, two minutes, and then realize that your mind done took you way over there and you trying to be linked up with God. It happens to everybody. Because our cares, our minds are conditioned to go places through sin that it shouldn't be going. But how can you not go to some of these places if all you see is sin, if you're around sin, if you're breathing in sin? Do you know how difficult it is to live for Jesus? You better be thankful that the blood of Jesus Christ is a detergent for our soul. Now, you better be glad about that because when you start thinking about this stuff, and that's why we teach here because we try to get people to actually think about the realness of what this Bible is trying to tell us. This Bible is trying to tell us about spiritual things, about them giants that's in us that's got to be removed. Because <laughs> if they don't ever get removed, we're going to be in trouble. The person that doesn't overcome will be cast. The Bible says his name will be taken out of the book of life. So that right there tells you this, that there's a lie out there in mainstream religion that once saved, always saved. That's one of the biggest lies of the devil that's ever been. Because if you know the book, I say if you know the book, and you go to the book of Revelation, the Bible says that if you don't overcome, He'll blot your name out of the book of life. Well, how did your name get in the book of life? For him to blot it out. You had to get saved for it to get... Re- oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How you going to get... How you going to be in the book of life if you ain't accepted Jesus Christ? And once you win, if once saved, always saved, then why does the Bible say if you don't overcome by my standard, I'm going to blot you out? How? You tell me. Do these preachers know more than God? Well, they must think they do. Because they teach in false doctrine. Jesus said, whosoever endure to the end shall be saved. You don't start it. Why else would God give you free will? You can walk away from God anytime you want to. That's your free will. 
If you want to choose to go to hell, that's your free will to do that. God honors your free will enough to let you go to hell if that's what you want to do. It's the devil that makes us do things. God is a gentleman. He gave us free will. You make your own choice. You make your own choice. Now, you may be contrary to somebody, but that's all right. Because I'm preaching to you the word. Now, the next thing is these Amorites. You got to understand what these Amorites are. The word Amorite means they're mountain dwellers. Now, here's what these Amorites will do. They're mountain dwellers. Now, you got to understand that the mountain, which is the nation, is not a demon. Do you understand that the stronghold is not a demon? Do you understand that? But it's the spirit that's dwelling in the mountain. That's the spirit. That's the devil. That's the demon. Do you understand that? The mountain, the stronghold, is simply the housing place for, that's why they call Amorites mountain dwellers. They dwell in the strongholds in your life. They got to be dealt with. Jesus says in Matthew 17, verse 20 and 21, you can go there. He said, if you say this mountain, go yonder. If you had a faith of a mustard seed, he's there to go. Right? But he did stop there. See? And, 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 and this is why a lot of us, and God showed me to this, this is why a lot of us don't get the results. Because we stop one scripture short of the whole message that Jesus is saying. Now he says, now most people say, well, if you just had a faith of a mustard seed, you know, it's all good. But you forgot verse 21. First you got to know which demon you're dealing with. Which You got to know your strongholds and the demon that resides in it. See, you got to do a diagnosis of yourself, like a doctor, you see. See, we go to school to be doctors. You know why we go to school to be doctors? So that we can diagnose. That's true. Like you got medical doctors that diagnose the physical body, but you got spiritual doctors that diagnose our soul. That's why my teachings are different. Because I'm doing a diagnosis of us through the word of God so that we can understand what it is that God has for us. And guess what? What God has promised you can't nobody take away. Don't you ever worry about that. God says that if you seek the kingdom of God and his rights, that he'll give all these other things to you, specifically. 
Now you got to believe that. You got to believe that. You can be anything you want to be. Anything you want to be. But there's these strongholds that's got to be removed. So he said now, you got to have the faith of a mustard seed. But in some of these situations, you got to back up off that table and put some more time in fasting and praying. But the cows of the world, <laughs> you know, the lust of the flesh, she saw, Eve saw it was good. That tree was good. You see, for food. Uh-huh. Appetite. Can't back away from it. Not only food, but other things. You got to have a physical fast and a spiritual fast at the same time. In other words, you got to clean out the filthiness that's in our spirit and in our flesh. That's what the Bible tells us. He said you got to clean all that out. You got to go on a spiritual fast with all that stuff. Because it becomes compounded in our life. And when it becomes compounded in our life, then our lives get complicated. And God didn't mean for our life to be complicated. We complicated it when we got in the scene. Well, these Amorites, what they do is they dwell in those strongholds. That's what they do. Now, they're pretty tough guys here. You follow me. First of all, you got to know something about these mountain dwellers. They got great kings over them. Go to Psalms 136, verse 17 and 19. Go there for me. Psalms 136. Because you need to see it. Verse 17 through 19. Tell me when you get there. The Bible said, To him which smoke great what? Didn't I tell you they had great kings over him? Watch it now. For his mercy endureth forever. For he slew famous kings for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 19 is what you want you to look because we're talking about the Amorite. King Sihon, you see it? Sihon, king of the who? He's the king of the old mountain dwellers. For his mercy endureth forever. You see that great king there? Another one was Og that's right under there. He was the king of Bashan. But here it is, King Sahan. The word Sahan means warrior. And that's a warring spirit that's in the mountain dwellers, that's in these strongholds. And that's why we have that war against spirit and flesh. Because there's a great king. That's a real warrior. Remember when Saul told David, David, you can't take this. He, you're just a child. And, 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 and Goliath has been a warrior from his youth. But David, and he tried to put his, his armor on David. See, don't ever try something to wear somebody else's anointing. Wear your own. Don't be running out here trying to wear somebody else's anointing. What did David tell so, so I can't wear these. These things, I haven't proven these. They ain't been tested. So I'm going to go back to what I know. This sling and this rock. I bust his head with that. Because I know what I can do with this. 
See, you got to know what your limitations are. You got to know what you can do, what you need to do, and what you don't need to do when you're going up against evil spirits. Mm. That's why you don't see me in this church talking about casting out demons and all of that. Let me tell you something. People, listen to me. The Bible says that when an evil spirit goes out of a man, he's looking for somewhere else to go. So now when you can't, if you're in the group, see them spirits like electricity. I know I'm going off a little bit, but we dealing with this. We need to deal with this. It's like electricity. And here it is, everybody on the floor and spitting up and acting crazy because that's the only thing that roll on the floor is a demon. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Did you, you ever see, only thing you see in the Bible, right all around in the church and rolling on the floor in the gospel is a demon. Why don't you look at it and read it? Evil spirits. The word of God says that a man can't control his spirit. He's like a city whose walls are broken down. And when you ain't got no wall around you and no control, anything is possible to eat you up. So here you are, you, the Bible says don't lay your hands suddenly on no man and don't be partakers of their sin and you all laying hands on every time. And everybody falling all down and acting crazy and acting a fool. Oh, I'm going to hurt your feelings this morning. And teach the truth to you. And y'all girls don't get mad at me, but y'all are the worst. Y'all the worst. Dress all over your head. Point out and put a blanket over you. All of you seen it. Let's be real up in here. That's what you need, real teaching. And come out of that crazy stuff and sit down and learn. He said, take upon me my yoke. For I burn in life. My yoke is easy. Come upon me and learn of me, he said. So what we're doing in the churches is basically contrary to what the words say. That's why we teach the word here. When would God send a spirit to you to make you hit your head if somebody don't hold you up? On one of these. Wait a minute. Is that God? Are you sure? Or is that your emotion? And then, even if the demon did come out, he's got to find somewhere else to go. So it's going to drop right into another one that, right up there, in the midst of it, that ain't bit more ready than a man in the moon. Dealing with something that you don't know what you're dealing with. I don't mean to be harsh about this, but I have to tell you the truth. When you see that stuff going on, you better get out of the way of it because them demons just might catch you on the day. <laughs> when you ain't up to par and find an opening.
Amorite before them, whose height, look, look at the great size of them, whose height was like the height of a cedars. And he was strong as the oaks, yet I destroyed his fruit from a bud, and his roots from below. Utterly, remember that word? Utterly destroyed. Remember? Did everybody see that in Amos? The book of Amos 2 9. See, they were, they, they, they were great, enormous size. And not only that, but you got the, and I'm just about finished, y'all. I am just about finished. It don't take long to drop that bomb. <laughs> you like that, boy? There's another thing that these Amorites, these mountain dwellers are too. They're not just wicked people. They're very wicked. Well, go to Genesis 15, 6. Genesis 15, 6. Tell me when you get there. Genesis 15, 16. Watch this. Uh huh. And we're going to talk about these generational curses next time I stand in part three, which will probably be a week after next. Look here. Are you there? It says, but in the what generation? Fourth generation. We're talking about generational curses, you know. In the fourth generation, they shall come hither. Again, watch this now. Did I say they're very wicked? For the iniquity of the who? Amorites, that warrior, is not yet full. You're going to think that you done got rid of something. But that war is going to come back on us. So in between, this is what God is trying to teach us. In between the time that you have away from this demon messing with you, that's the time you get prayed up, you get educated, you get the tools that you need, get under a teaching where you can get the tools that you need so that when he come back, because the Bible says he's going to return, you'll know how to fight him. But if you sit around thinking that that thing is gone, talking about undelivered, he got another trick for you. He got another trick for you now. I learned that the hard way. Now I know. I know. I need to get educated on this thing. <laughs> I just, God, you're going to have to educate me on this thing here called, see, I, okay, here is again. Now I'm looking like a grasshopper. You know? Mm -mm. Prayed up, educated in the Word of God. And wherever God, whatever avenues God put in your life, you need to get better with whatever it is you're fighting. Because everybody's fighting something. Everybody is. Everybody. Nobody's exempt. Everybody going through. 
true. This is why we come together, not gather, but we assemble together. So that we, see, when you assemble together in the body, don't one part of the body make the whole body feel what is, you know, huh? That's why you got to be a, there are too many places that's gathering and calling church, but they're not assembled. They're not feeling one another. You see? If my foot hurt, I hurt all of me. If my head hurt, all of me hurt. If my finger hurt, all of me. See, that's because I'm assembled. Same thing with you. But that's the way the body is of Christ. Assembled together. He assembled us together. He said, forsake not to assemble yourself together like some have erred. And they pay for it costly. Because when they come, they don't come to assemble. They come to see what people are wearing or see what people are doing or get with their gossip friends. See, those are the that's not assembling. That's disassembling. That's division. Uh-huh. Am I right? See, their time is not yet full because, see, when the enemy, when he came to Jesus in the wilderness, and Jesus passed the test, The Bible says the devil left him for a season. In other words, I'll be back. I'm coming back for you, Jesus. And he came too. He came. But it was all God's will. It was all God's will. But the Bible explicitly states that the devil left him for a season. But his time was not yet full. The Amorite's time in our life is not yet full. He's going to try us again in other ways. Oh, yeah. Can't put our guards down. We got to know what's going on, not out there, but what's going on inside yourself. What are you thinking today? Have you already backslid and relapsed in your mind? already what are you thinking today are you catching it when it first begins that I'm about to go crazy again are you catching it are you that good with yourself do you know yourself well enough to know and understand when you're about to jump off the cliff Have you studied yourself enough to really know you and to know that inside of you is your worst enemy? It's called self. And I don't call self. Do you know yourself well enough? The same question I'm asking you, I've had to ask myself. in closing people there's one more thing called a Hittite and that Hittite 
Ancient nations, which mean generational curse. You see, and I'm closing. You see, that Hittite, what that Hittite does is he allows that fourth generation to come back on you.